Well, welcome to Fuse. Uh, my name is Mark. If this is your first time, super glad that you guys are, uh, th- that you are visiting with us. Um, I wanted to tell you a story uh, real quick. I, uh, when I started college, I-, I went to college about eight, nine, ten hours away from home. Um, and um, my dad had warned me in my high school years um, to just really make sure that um, I don't end up getting a credit card as a college student. Because the reason, I mean, he gave me lots of advice, but um, he said, there's going to be people that are going to offer you a really stupid gift, and they're going to say, if you sign up for this credit card, they're going to give you this Frisbee or this T-shirt. And the T-shirt's going to be lame. You're not going to want to wear it, but it's a free T-shirt, so you're going to be tempted. And so I remember thinking, got it, got it, got it, right? And sometimes we listen to our parents' advice, and sometimes we don't. And, um, and this time I listened to it for a period of time until I saw that table out in front of the, the cafeteria, and there they were, like, giving away stupid gifts. And they said, we'll give you a credit card um, and, 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 a, and a Frisbee or a T-shirt or whatever it was. And I remember think, thinking, like, my friends have them, and if you don't know, by the way, a credit card, and you're like, I know what a credit card is. Well, there's a difference between a credit card and a debit card. A debit card is like you have money in the bank, like actual real money went in your bank account, and then you can spend that money with your debit card. But then your credit card is like you're spending fake money that you have to pay back later. Anyone ever made a deal and said, I'll pay you back, and then you like dead trouble paying them back? Anyone have? Yeah, that's a, that's a not fun place to be. I found myself in that place in college because um, it was like I swiped it, and then I was like, oh, so I can just, like, have it for free? This <laughs> is, like, not for free. Um, it's the opposite of for free. It's for more than you actually paid for it because you're going to pay interest and all these things. I learned this really difficult lesson in a really hard way because I didn't pay attention to something that my dad shared with me. And you know when my dad shared that with me? Because he had learned that lesson, too. And there's probably going to be a time that I share lessons with my kids or with you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then five years later, you come back and you said, yeah, I, sh- I should have listened the first time. Any of us have trouble listening the first time? We're kind of going to, oh, I've got to learn the hard way. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, you want to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm a smart person. But then sometimes you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I'm kind of stupid. <laughs> like, I do, I do stupid things from time to time. Um, here's, here's why I tell that story. And I actually want to kind of completely throw my plan out the window tonight. So if you're um, here and you're like used to, like, yeah, we have a game, we have these songs, and we have this, this message, I kind of want to maybe press pause for just a moment, okay? Because um, there's times where as a Christian, or maybe you would call it as a student minister, that, uh, but, 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 as, but just as a, as a Christian, and if you're a Christian, maybe you feel this way, um, I, I feel... Uh, just like a sense of heaviness. And that heaviness um, means um, it's, it's, I don't know how to exactly to describe it. I didn't plan it. This is not in my notes. I don't exactly know how to describe it. Other than there's sometimes that, that you feel like, man, I feel like God's up to something, and I don't want you to miss it. And I don't want you to miss it. Um, I, I have a, a sense of uh, that the Lord's up to something. I, so I had a... Um, I had a rough week last week, and then I had one of my best friends in the world. I was telling him about kind of what was going on, and he said, I bet your church is going to be great. And I was like, 
Why are you, I'm in a bad mood, right? Why are you saying that? And he said, well, that's the way it works when stuff goes wrong in your life. You kind of go in a church not know exactly knowing like what's up and what's down and, and things, the things go, go well. And then I had, I've had some other stuff kind of happen in some of my friends' lives and stuff like that. And so, but, but here's, if I can just be really honest with you, no plan here, not in my notes. I don't exactly know exactly what's happening. Here's what I feel. I feel a sense of heaviness for you. And you could call it like a pastor's heart. You could call it like a, I don't want you to miss something. But I, I, I have a sense of um, if you miss something tonight or that maybe, maybe some of you are in some sort of battle and you're just grasping for hope and grasping for some sort of, God, if you're real, I need help. I've been there. I've told that story multiple times. Been there more than once. So here's what I want to do. More than anything that I can say that I've written down or that's on the slides, I would like to take a moment to pause, and I'd like to invite you to take this moment with me to pray. Now, here's what I would like to do, is I'm going to um, literally physically get on my knees, and I'm just going to beg that the Lord would do something special in your hearts. And whether it's in this little 30-minute message or whether it's this week, I'm going to beg that the Lord would show himself to you in a real way, like I know he's shown himself to me in a real way. I've told you guys, this is like not a, a joke to me. I want this to be fun, but I also want it to be serious. And so I know that we're all coming from different places today. And maybe some of us had a bad day, kind of like Mel said. Maybe some of us have had a bad week or a series of weeks. So I'm going to uh, pray. You don't have to do anything but just sit there if you want to. But if you're like, you know what, I want to participate, and you just kind of want to pray to yourself in your, in your own head, um, you're welcome to do so. One of the most powerful moments in my youth ministry when I was in a chair just like yours was when my youth pastor um, got on his hands and knees, and he begged God to move in a very special way. And it was the first time that I was like, oh, my gosh, he cares about this thing. This isn't just pizza and video games. Like, this is like, this is us and God. This is our future. This is eternity. And so if you're the kind of person here, like I said, if this is your first time, you're like, what is happening? Like, welcome. It's church. It's church. We love God, and we're going to pray to him. We're going to learn about, you know, so this isn't too crazy. Um, but I am going to pray, and I'm going to invite you to pray if you want to. If you don't want to pray, totally, totally cool. But I would ask you just to bow your heads. And close your eyes just to at least not be a distraction to your neighbor, okay? I'm going to pray for just a moment. Heavenly Father, um, I love these students. I love Wednesday nights with these students. Lord, these volunteers are in the room because they want to be here to make an impact. And Lord, for... For, for a variety of reasons, we, we go through tough times. Um, but Lord, as, as a church and as a student ministry, we just want to, we want to place our gaze firmly on you tonight. And Lord, we just ask that you would speak through your, through your word. Specifically tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about how to listen to your Holy Spirit. I know that's not an elementary thing to talk about. And so Lord, I pray that you would help us. Lord, for the student that is going through hell right now, I pray that you would just give them a little bit of light, a little bit of hope. I pray that your, that your word and your Holy Spirit would comfort them. 
Lord, I, I hope that students that are going through tough times right now don't feel like they have to go through it alone. I have no idea what's going on in anyone's life right now, Lord, but, but you do. You know the hairs on our head. You know the stories in our lives. You know the pain in each and one of our hearts. You formed us in our innermost, um, in, in, our, in our mother's womb. Um, you know our innermost thoughts. Um, Lord, you are great. Your ways are, are higher and, 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 and far away from our ways. Lord, we just, we just pray that you would just shine your light on us tonight. So, Lord, I pray that this isn't a normal night, God. So whatever it is that you want to do, we just, with open hands, we submit to that. We want what you want. If you are the king of the universe, if you are the Lord and Savior, we want what you want. That's what it is. And so, Lord, we just submit ourselves to you tonight, Lord. Would you just move in a special way? That's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you. Um, we are uh, finishing up this series and uh, is it anyone uh, been in here can remember anything that we've talked about? We talked about uh, temptation, the nature of temptation, how to fight it through God's word. Last week we talked about how Jesus fought temptation through God's word. Anyone remember anything? It's okay if you don't. I'll try to jog your memory. Is it a temptation to sin? I'm sorry. Is it a is it a sin to be tempted? Is it a, right? Why? Yeah, even Jesus was was tempted, right? Yet without sin. And so, um, is it, is it, um, are you ever left with no way out? Why? Someone give me a reason. There's a verse attached to it. You always have a way out, right? Because no temptation has come on you except that which is common to man. And, and just remember, there's a way out. We're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Let's see, what else? Is God ever going to tempt you? No? Let me ask that again. Will God ever tempt you? Okay. Someone tell me why they know the answer is yes or no. Will God tempt you? Yes. Why? Okay. Does someone want to respond to that? It's a, it's a test. Okay, so there's a difference between test and tempt. So you were right on track, but God will test us, but the word says that he will never tempt us. Yes? Right, right. Think of like God dangling a carrot to make you sin. Does that sound like God? No. And it's in, it's in the word that we learn that he don't, he'll never tempt us. Um. We learned last week, did Jesus have scripture memorized? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does anybody remember the book that he quoted? Not Psalms. Someone else quoted Psalms. The devil. Nope. Yep. In Matthew is where we learned about the story, Matthew chapter 4. So, okay, good, 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 good. Uh, Does anybody think they can remember the definition of temptation that we've been using? It's like, no way, you're asking way too much. I know. Anything that promises satisfaction at the cost of obedience to God. Yeah, so we're talking specifically about temptation to sin. That's what we're talking about. Um, here's, here's what I want to get after, and I really want to get right into it, okay? Um, what we're talking about tonight 
is, um, is, is about using wisdom when we fight temptation. Okay? What is wisdom? What's the opposite of wisdom? Hmm? Dumb? What's the... Say it again, Gary. Foolishness. Yeah. So wisdom is different from knowledge. You can be knowledgeable and a fool, right? Why? Does anybody remember? We talked about this. Wisdom is having knowledge and using that knowledge. Absolutely. What is foolishness? Not using that knowledge. So actually someone can be really smart and foolish at the same time, right? Really smart and foolish at the same time. Um, So I want to put a verse on the screen for you out of Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Look then carefully how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the what? Because the days are evil. That is scripture talking. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So if I can just go back to that, that slide of 15 and 16. Look then carefully, then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Now, some might say like, but Mark, I'm not wise yet because I'm just a teenager and I've only kind of, I've, I've had a little bit of life experience. And so I'm trying to exercise some wisdom in some of that. That's awesome. And I think those of you who are in this room, here's, you have the opportunity to become wise and then to put that wisdom to good use and then applying what you learn. Do you know what I think maybe is on my heart tonight, honestly, what's got me like heavy? is that I think sometimes we come in here like lackadaisical and we walk out with like, oh yeah, like the game was cool and it was fun to see my friends, but like we can't exercise wisdom if we don't kind of put ourselves into the actual teaching of God's word. Not that there's anything special about what I say, but that we have to, we have to really pay attention to what's happening here. So um, here's, here's how I want to talk tonight about how to kind of outsmart temptation. Okay, I want to talk about how to outsmart temptation. There's five things I'm going to put on the screen, and I'm going to kind of roll through them real fast, okay? First of all, we, w- we want to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. I promised last week that we would talk about listening to the Holy Spirit. Your two greatest weapons, I think, on hearing God's voice are reading His Word, His Scripture, His Bible, okay? The, 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 the words that He's given us here are our authority. That's why we had this whole series called Explained. We, we plan these series on purpose in kind of a certain order so that they kind of build on each other. And so we've got learning about God's word, and we talked about that even last week, but today we're going to talk about listening to the Holy Spirit. That takes a little bit more time, a little more experience to learn how to do, but who remembers, I've talked about this a little bit, who has, like, where, where, where is the Holy Spirit? Like, how do we, how do we find him? Say that again? Trust Jesus in your life? Okay, so how does, what is that, so how do we find him? I want to make it like elementary so we can all walk away with something, yeah. Praying? Someone in here knows, I know it. Say that again? Reading the Bible, more than that. Okay, what happens when you get saved? I know you upperclassmen know this. 
Say that again. Baptism. That's not what I'm talking about. Hmm. Okay. So let me let me let me kind of rush to the answer, for sake of time. The Holy Spirit. This is amazing. The Holy Spirit indwells our hearts. It's a promise from Scripture. The Holy Spirit indwells our hearts. There's a moment where Jesus says he's going to leave. Like he's, he's resurrected. He died, he resurrected. And everyone's like, oh my gosh. Like he's for real. We, we kind of gave up on him after he died. But like he's back. And like he defied sin and death. Like he's, he's obviously God. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to be leaving soon. And they're like, no, 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 no. And why do they say that? Was he like, so like you're victorious and you're going to leave now? No, like you're going to be victorious or we're going to take over the world. And what did Jesus say? He's going to go. And then what's he going to send? The Holy Spirit. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. That happens in Acts chapter 2. Um, it's this moment called Pentecost. And the Holy Spirit begins to indwell these believers. And what we believe, the scripture says, is that when someone places their faith in Jesus, that the Holy Spirit indwells their hearts. So, does the Holy Spirit live in everybody's hearts? No. Let's be, just be real honest. Like, who does the Holy Spirit, like, where does the Holy Spirit live? In the, in the hearts of those who have placed their faith in Jesus. So, super, it's not everyone, but it, that's important for us to see. Um, Galatians chapter 5 talks about this, um, about how we learn how to, like, listen to the Spirit. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. So there's, there's this war between his flesh. Is kind of, think of flesh not like, well, yeah, I have flesh, like skin. But the flesh in this, ter- in this term right now is talking about all the selfish desires that you have. It's like, ah, oh, it's the stuff that I want to do, and it's, and it's sinful, and it's just for me, and, and all that. The desires of the Spirit are the desires of God. So we're going to pursue the things of God, not, not pursue the things of, of our own selfishness. Uh, for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh. And for these, are they're opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do or that you're tempted to do. Now, how do we, how do, we do that? Where do we learn what the things of the spirit are? Yeah. Yeah, the Bible. The Bible, we talked about that last week, right? Um, and so this is, this is one of those things that I want to tell you. Um, when you become a Christian, especially as a teenager, it will take a long time for you to kind of learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. But here's, here's a, we'll, do a, we'll do a teaching on the Holy Spirit sometime. Um, here's a couple things that you need to know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never disagree with what's going on in, in the Word. So you're like, man, well, okay, so like, how do I know if I'm listening to the devil or listening to the Holy Spirit? Well, the devil is going to contradict Scripture. The devil is going to hand you a counterfeit or a fake, Right? And the Holy Spirit is going to glorify God, glorify Jesus, and he's going to agree with Scripture, okay? So if you're hearing someone say, uh, you need to go rob that bank, you need to go slap that person in the face, um, not the Holy Spirit, right? We can, we can kind of easily. Now, here's, here's what, I, that rolls me into the next one. Number two, um, how are we going to outsmart temptation? We need to learn to identify sin. I think that's the thing that's been in my heart the most, throughout this series is that you probably, if we got to sit down and like interview you and ask and maybe give you a microphone, you might not know how to identify sin. Now there's some sins that you're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to murder people. True. 
<laughs> Good. That's easy. Are we supposed to steal? No. Are we supposed to lie? No. And so, but there's some things that maybe you're thinking like, yeah, I can do this thing, but the scripture talks about it. But if we never dive into scripture, then we're never going to identify that as a sin. And so we said this last week, Psalm 119, verse 11, um, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I really want that to like seep into your, your, your heart and your soul. I would also ask this. This is kind of an idea that I had that maybe it's a, a bad idea. We'll see. Um, anyone have like a verse of scripture memorized that you like? You can pop off right now. Tessa. Wait, any scripture? Right now. I can do all things Where is it found? Okay. Philip, yeah. That's good. Anyone got another one? Okay, there it is. I like that you, did you memorize it? Not on the screen, could you have said it? Okay, well, you know what? My challenge to you, because that's, yeah. Um, my challenge to you is to, to, to study this one and to learn it. Psalm 119.11. Anyone got another one? You want to say it? Yeah. That's good. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Yeah? That's a good one. Be still and know that I am God. When you're anxious to see that verse, my goodness, when I'm having a tough time, I had a moment today where I needed to like calm down. Literally, I was like, my heart is like restless right now. I needed that verse. I should have texted Ellie. That's awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Romans 5, 8. Yeah, that God, this is awesome. Okay, so the more that you pour scripture into your heart, the more that you'll be able to fight that sin. Okay, we're listening to the spirit. We're listening to scripture. I got to move. Number three, we're going to set healthy boundaries. Oh man, we don't have time to go through all these. We're going to set healthy boundaries. Um, here's, Here's what I think you need to know that's important. Um, when you decide beforehand that you don't want to do something. Okay, so let's use, let's use the, like the old cheesy youth ministry example. Uh, let's go to drugs and alcohol. We've talked about that. Um, if, in fact, I think I brought this up in, in a previous message. If you know there's going to be drugs or alcohol at a party, do you go to that party and decide not to drink? And some of you are even like, are drugs and alcohol a sin? And then, again, learn how to identify sin. That's kind of where we're af- what we're after. First of all, it's illegal for every one of you. So it's a sin. But here's, here's what I want to say. Let's say, let's say, let's take, a, let's take an obvious sin, okay? So we're not supposed to engage in sexual immorality. We go back to the, right, boyfriend, girlfriend, no one's at the house. Do we go back? And we're like, I know that I'm not supposed to engage in sexual immorality, so I'm just not going to do it. We're going to, like, fight the temptation. So let me teach you something. The word here for me is pre-decide. Pre-decide. Most teenagers are like, for me, right? Dad says, don't get a credit card. I'm like, got it, Dad. And he was like, good job, son. And the moment was great. And then what? What happened? I got the credit card later. And then what happened? I fell into temptation. Why? 
because I hadn't predecided. I was just trying to make someone happy that was standing in front of me. So you you have a decision, okay? So like let's say let's say we're thinking about this steps like we're gonna go over the edge and have sex with a boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever. Okay, that's the that's the like you're going over the edge. Here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to like tiptoe up to the edge and be like, well, here's the deal. It's not a sin to go to my house. Okay? And it's not a sin to like sit on the couch. It's not a sin to to do it like so like we can do these things. And you're like teetering up to the edge. And like at what point you're like, is he gonna fall off this stage? Um, at what point are you like, you're getting so close to the sin? You're like, ah, ah, not sin. Ah! not sin. At what point, listen to me, at what point is that honoring God? At what point is that, hey God, look at me. I'm a faithful follower of Jesus. Look at me. I'm teetering on the edge of sin, but not doing it. You know what I think you're doing? You're getting as close to the sin as possible. Do you, does that compute for you about how nuts that is for the Christian to do that? It is to me, because think of it this way, okay? So some of you are like, well, I can't see God and whatever, like he hasn't ever. What if I did that with my relationship with my wife? I'm like, okay, so here's the deal. How many of you know my wife, Christy? Okay, not here tonight. A lot of you know her, whatever. Okay, so like, what if, like, so like we get married, right? We say these vows on our wedding day, and it's real special, and we're like, man, like, you and me forever, you know, and you're just like all about it. But then down the road, you're like, I've, I, I have friends that have made this decision to like step out of their marriage, cheat on the wife, ruin, ruin the marriage. I'm not, by the way, this is not like a joke. Okay. So, and they're like, I, I had a friend one time, we were meeting on a Wednesday night after church. And he said, I want to tell you, I was tempted to like take a step. Now I didn't. I didn't. I was tempted to take a step, but I didn't. But I need you guys to know that I need prayer because, like, I, I'm going to lose it. Like, I'm going to lose it if I'm around this woman. And so I was like, so don't be around her, right? You're tempted to, like, is it a sin to be around this woman? No. Is it, is it unwise? 100%. Yeah. So what did he do? That weekend, he got around her. God, not sin. I'm just, she's not, this isn't sin. You know, whatever. And he, and he teetered and he teetered and he teetered. Now, some of you are just like, I don't understand this whole like thing with God. At what point, if like, if we're just talking about me and my wife, I'm like, hey, Christy, like, no big deal. Like, I'm just going to like hang out with these other girls, but I'm not going to cheat on you, but I'm like going to spend more time with them than I am with you. I'm going to say nice things to them and I'm going to give them flowers and I'm going to spend some, you know, like, at what point is she feeling like, Oh, man, just as long as you don't cheat on me, we're good. This is like romance. Like, I'm teetering on the edge. And I'm like, ah, but I haven't cheated. Hey, ladies, how many of you want to be in that relationship? (laughs) Not with me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm like, what is the giggling about? How many? Okay, so I'm dead serious. How many of you want to be with the person that's like, hey, listen, I'm going to like, I'm just like, I'm going to follow the rules like when I'm in front of you. But like when you're not looking, like it's, you know, what you don't know can't hurt you, right? 
No one wants to be in that relationship. Why do we treat God like silly like this? Like, I'm no, I'm not sinning. I'm not sinning. So we got to set boundaries. What does a healthy boundary look like in a relationship? Well, never being alone with your boyfriend or girlfriend is one of them. You're like, oh, well, that doesn't sound very fun. Let's talk about why. Let's, pre- let's press in on that. Why? Well, you know, because it's kind of fun to be tempted when we're by ourselves. Like, okay, like, here's the thing, what I want to tell you. And, I've, like, I've got to end because we've run out of time. But here's what I want to tell you. This is my heart for you. I'm dead serious. Okay, can I have just all the focus in the world for just 60 seconds? You, in your, in your flesh, by yourself, without God's power, you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teeter up to the edge. You don't have the power to reject that temptation. And some of you, here's, does it even make sense to like teeter up to the edge and be like, I've hid God's word in my heart, so I'm not my sin against you. I've hid God's word in my heart. Like, but you're like teetering up to the edge like of sexual temptation. Does that, does that compute? No. Those are two different people. Those are two different. The person that has set the healthy boundaries and says, you know what? I'm going to stay back here in the safe zone. Now, this may not be sin, but I know I'll be tempted to sin if I'm here. So I'm going to stay back here. So I don't know what those, those boundaries are for you, but you need to start setting those healthy boundaries. There's so much more I want to share, and I'll probably bring some of it um, next week as we bleed into a new series. Uh, well, two weeks, because next week is the silent disco. But um, if I can just let my heart be just very clear right now, I know that you're not perfect, because I know I'm not perfect, and none of us are. And I don't want you to hear, like, behave so that God will love you and that Mark will be proud. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in you knowing who you are. And if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, my goodness, we have no business falling into temptation when we know God's word gives us weapons, when we know the Holy Spirit gives us weapons, when we know we can use our brains and put that knowledge to good use and set some healthy boundaries. Now, wisdom starts in about 60 seconds when I pray and dismiss. Because wisdom says, I'm going to do something about this. Foolishness says, huh, that was really interesting. You got kind of like personal there for a second. Whatever. It's up to you. Like, which, which one will you decide? Okay, I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment. Lord, I pray more than anything that your word and your spirit would penetrate our hearts and that we would choose wisdom, not just because we want an A-plus on our like behavior report card, but because you freed us from sin, that we don't have to live in it. So God, I do ask that you would just give us grace, give us some, give us some space to set some healthy boundaries. And for those of us that need help, I pray that we'd be bold enough to ask how to set those. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.